Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie. That's me. It is. And today, finally, we will be discussing Season 7 of Grace and Frankie. Yes. And I know we've said for months that we were going to talk about this, but there are 16 episodes, and it took us a long time to find a week where we could watch all of them. (laughs) Yes. But we finally did. Yeah, and we actually watched the first four and recorded on that when they were released randomly last year or whenever it was. Um, A year and a half. Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) But yeah, so this will be, yeah, the rest of the... Is this the final season? I can't remember. It is, yes. This is the final season of Grace and Frankie, and it definitely has final season feels to it. Like I said, (laughs) there are 16 episodes, so it's about eight-ish hours in total of content, and a lot happens in (laughs) that amount of time, and it's kind of all... I mean, I feel like that's the case with a lot of the se- like final seasons of shows. They want to wrap up everybody's storyline, and right. a lot of time there's a there's a long way to go to kind of like finish the storyline. So things kind of get a little bit rushed feeling, but um, overall, I think it's pretty well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, and if you've been with us since the very beginning when navigating Netflix with originals was just a little baby, you will know that we pretty much started this podcast as an excuse to get together once a week and talk about Grace and Frankie in detail. And we would only do like two or three episodes (laughs) at a time so we could like really dive into the storylines until we realized that people were actually like subscribing to our podcast and we thought maybe we should talk about other shows and not just this one show. Correct. navigating netflix originals and not navigating grace and frankie right (laughs) you know kind of brings the podcast full circle back to where it all began yeah we're gonna tie it up in a neat little bow we probably won't discuss it in quite as much detail as we discussed the first couple of seasons of the show but you know that's because there's a lot that happens and we'd be talking for three hours if we did that yeah it's true (laughs) Um, so yeah, like overall, I, I kind of, I rewatched the first four episodes. I think you yeah. did as well. Um, I, to kind of... I did not. But... Oh, you did <laughs> No. Oh. <laughs> oh, I rewatched the first four episodes because it had been like a year and a half since I watched them and I couldn't really remember much of what had happened in them. Um, but I think, I think that they did a pretty good job on almost everybody's storylines and kind of tying them up and ending the season well for everybody. How did you feel? I thought so too. Yeah, they, I mean, they obviously like um, it, some of the storylines are left in a kind of sad place. Um, yeah. But I think they did a good job of, of telling us like what the next phase of life will be for, for everyone. Which right. is all you can really hope for in a right a series and, with seven or a season, yeah series with seven seasons <laughs> right and and before before the seventh season even came out, I had read an interview that had been done with um, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, kind of talking about what they wanted from the last season of Grace yeah. and Frankie, and all all four of the main actors, so you know Grace, Frankie, Saul, and Robert, all wanted to the show to kind of show 
the challenges of aging. And I think that they did a really good job. Pretty much all of the characters have some sort of aging challenge aspect that they have to deal with, except for Saul, who seems to be immune to everything. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't have arthritis. He doesn't have memory loss. He doesn't have... You know any of the issues that the rest of the um characters are dealing with he's just kind of there yeah <laughs> but yeah. um i thought that they and there was some pretty like kind of like choke you up mo you know emotional emotional moments in the show as well um I agree. and probably just because i'm emotionally attached to the characters but <laughs> <laughs> yeah and just yeah. emotional in general that's how i feel yeah. when i watch this stuff i'm just like why are there why am i crying just yeah. always the only the only character's storyline that I really did not like was Buds. <laughs> like yeah. him trying and I know like the actor himself is a comedian in real life. So I hope he's a better comedian in real life than he is on this show because him trying to be funny on the show was just terrible. And I thought that, like, I mean, I totally get him not wanting to be a divorce lawyer for the rest of his life. That sounds like a horrible career. But becoming a stand-up comedian is not the best alternative for Bud. (laughs) And I did not like that storyline. I mean, it's certainly not like a lucrative career right away. So, I mean, (laughs) when we see the glimpse of Bud doing stand-up, he seems to be doing fairly well and the audience is responding to him. So that's good. But it's true that, like... I mean, just because he, I think that it's very healthy for him to be looking for some some sort of outlet to balance the sort of horrible things he has to deal with, with um, being a divorce lawyer. And the fact that that's bleeding into his everyday life, like with his right. child's school, I think it was, and all that stuff. Yeah. So like, I can understand him wanting to go to comedy in order to balance that out. But I mean, he could just do what he's doing now and not present it to Allison, his wife, to be like hey, we probably don't have that much of, like, a savings. Although lawyers, some lawyers make a lot. I don't know how much he's making. But, I feel like he owns his own firm. He got right. that <laughs> Robert and Saul after they retired. He should have a nest egg saved up if he is at all smart. <laughs> right. So, I mean, in theory, that's fine. But, like, he could also just do what he's doing now and sort of he could have presented it to his wife to be, like, listen, on Tuesday nights regularly, I'm going to try out the comedy thing. And like, I, if I really get interested, then I'm going to try to like up that to maybe a couple other nights and then reduce my caseload. And like, you know, there are ways to go about it where it's like financially responsible. And Allison, I think, wouldn't have had such a bad reaction to it where she, and obviously, as you say, like Bud went the wrong way when especially like don't try try choose the moment when you're meeting your future um in-laws or not i don't know how you refer to that relationship but the in-laws of your brother um when you're gonna try to be funny for the first time you know what i mean yeah no that was a bad decision on his part but also like I feel like he, he he's a divorce lawyer now, and that's kind of what he specializes in. But there's all kinds of different lawyers where you don't have to necessarily work with the absolute you know scum of the world, which seems to be his normal clientele are just like terrible people. Like you don't have to take on that kind of people. You can take on you know decent human beings as clients, yeah. or you could get into being a completely different type of lawyer representing people who really you know need representation and have valid legal claims. 
Yeah. And maybe you wouldn't make as much money, but you're not going to make that much money doing stand up anyway. Right. So, so there are ways where you could use stand up as like an outlet for your stress and also remain like a practicing lawyer and, and working with people and clients who you feel like you're actually helping yeah. and not just assholes. Right. And I mean, we did get a glimpse, too, of the fact that Saul and Robert want him to feel free or especially Saul want him to fe- wants him to feel free to do what he wants with life but also with the firm you know when he stands right. up to that client and is like I'm not going to respond to you but give your name to my to your give my name to your wife because I'd be happily represent her that's right. also moves that he could be making he could be more discerning with his clients he could start working pro bono or whatever you say when you only get money if you win you know like all that kind of stuff Right. Like there's there's a lot of options. Like once you've gone through all of the challenges of law school and yeah. is it is it the bar exam and everything that you have to do to become a lawyer and be qualified in that job, you don't have to remain, you know, working with asshole people. You can, you know, figure out a way to use that degree in a way that makes you feel good about your job. Yeah. Um that you know, doesn't involve you just upright quitting and going <laughs> off to be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> yeah, totally agree. Kind of how his storyline ends is like you get the sense that that's what he's going to do, which, okay. Yeah. Although he kind of, you know, burnt a bridge with like the one person who was interested because he <laughs> like calls her a racist and all this stuff. But Yeah. But, but, but made a lot of bad decisions in this yeah. season. He did. Which I don't, I don't, I feel like they just, like, but at the beginning of Grace and Frankie was a lot better of a character than he was in the more later seasons. They kind of just took his character in a direction that I don't really understand yeah. why. <laughs> because he should be smarter than he appears to be in the show. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Because in earlier seasons, he was always like the most logical, the most grounded. And yeah. then they just took that a completely weird direction but uh, it was like after he mar- met or married allison yeah. he, his whole character just became weird and i mean allison's pretty weird but i don't think she rubbed off on him that much well we even see allison being a little more normal she starts to be kind right. of the voice of reason in a way which is you know right interesting kind of a, for her <laughs> yeah a flop of the of the characters yeah but yeah, so that's pretty much Bud and, and Allison to an extent. Allison. Whatever their yeah. kid's name was, I can't remember. But uh, Faith or Hope? Oh, one of the Some two. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we kind of talked about Coyote a little bit, like Bud meeting Coyote's future in-laws. Yeah. Um, so Coyote, was he dating this chick at all in the last season, or did she just like manifest at the beginning of season seven? I don't remember because I also, granted, I didn't, as I say, I didn't rewatch the first four, but from your reaction, I'm guessing she wasn't in them much. Well, she, she was in like the beginning of season seven, but I don't remember her being in season six at all. Like she just kind of, I think she just kind of pops up in the beginning of season seven and you're led to like believe that they've been together for maybe a few months, you know, yeah. early on in the relationship, but yet they're already looking for a house together. Well, um, and apparently she was Bud's girlfriend first so right but yeah. like married to allison for a couple of years they have a kid together and i don't remember bud ever dating this girl <laughs> yeah i don't either i don't where she came from what was her name um 
Jessica. Jessica. Where Jessica came from. Oh, here we go. She was reintroduced or introduced in episode four of season six. So she has been around. She has been around for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I didn't rewatch season six, so I couldn't really remember. Must be she did not stand out in season six. Yeah. (laughs) But, um,. Coyote, anyways, is you know planning to to marry her, proposes to her in a super awkward fashion because you know, his proposal is kind of completely crashed by Nick being there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Nick not taking a hint and leaving. Right. Uh, but I, I kind of like I kind of like that storyline in that like it shows that Frankie and Saul are really they're they're not really sure kind of if they think coyote is going to be successful in a long-term relationship and like getting married and that like planning a wedding and going through a wedding if he's you know going to fall back into drugs or gambling and all this stuff and i he does kind of overcome all of that and it may it's it's a good kind of like ending for coyote even though i don't it's un- did he actually get married? I think like he, in the- yeah, they got married in like the the very quick wrap up of what happened, you know, at, okay. at, at the end. But okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, because remember he's tying the like cans to the back of that Uber. Right, that right, just right, married. right. <laughs> they they kind of just decide to elope instead yeah. of having like planning a natural wedding, which I completely understand and almost did myself sort of did do myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> at a wedding with you know only nine guests that's basically eloping at that point pretty much um, <laughs> so i kind of i liked that um and hopefully you know things work out well for coyote yeah and i i think it was good too that they they did bring up the you know the sort of hesitancy with um with Frankie and Saul and how they feel about coyote because i think that's a very realistic thing like yeah you know definitely. And uh, we find out that there was a moment where he almost did start drinking again. You know, Grace, right. Grace finds that out when she wins <laughs> some money at the, <laughs> at the poker yeah. match. Or I, I like that when he comes to collect his winnings, she's like, oh, you know, here's, it was like $7,000. And he was like, I was up 12000 before you took over. Yeah. And Grace thinking that she had done so well, but she was like giving away $1,000 tips to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Because that's like one of those claims was worth a thousand dollars, and she was just like giving them away to the waiters and stuff like that. Oh man, that must be like, uh, that would be great if you were actually one of the waiters there. Yeah, seriously, oh, like, oh, holy shit, thanks. Home for the day. But, uh, but but yeah, so that's pretty much the end of Coyote's thing. I thought it was interesting when they were trying to like push the wedding. I I liked also that. Um, there were, and this just shows that like Jessica and Coyote don't really like their whole relationship seems to be just like going fast paced because there are things that they learn about each other like right before he proposes, like the fact that Coyote doesn't really believe in soulmates and Jessica's right. offended by that, and it's like, you know, I don't know, I, 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 what do you think about that that conversation about soulmates versus like, because Coy- Coyote thinks that the point of choosing someone you know the it's really contingent on commitment like you may meet other people in the future who you jive well with but like ultimately you've committed to a person and that's for him 
what marriage kind of is, you know, the acceptance that you are going to be with this person. Whereas Jessica feels like they were meant to be. Um, right. I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, I don't think that it needed to be the argument that it was between yeah. them. I feel like they, they're both of their opinions are valid. And I kind of like the, the way that Nick makes them realize that maybe they are both, they were meant to meet, but it is the, the choice to commit to each other that, you know, will make them last for the long haul kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know that, you know, finding out like, oh, that you don't believe in soulmates is a reason to call off the wedding necessarily right. yeah. <laughs> like you know maybe somebody telling you that they think their soulmate is somebody other than the person that they're marrying now that might be a reason yeah. to call it but like the simply not believing in something that can't be proven or disproven doesn't seem like a reason to not marry that person <laughs> right yeah i agree but um i think that nick helped to kind of like calm that fire anyways and and help them to understand that you maybe you were meant to you know meet but in order for this to work you still have to make a commitment to love each other every day for the rest of your lives even the days when you're mad at each other or sick or anything else you know you're still you have to commit to that person right destiny can only take you so far there you go that's true but yeah but yeah um speaking of nick we have an end to his his and Grace's story as well. Fairly, yeah, fairly I, early on. Fairly early on, yeah. I wasn't really... I kind of um, saw the reason that he gets house arrest coming, like that he was getting going to get out of prison <laughs> because of Grace's age yeah. somehow. And that when she found out that the reason he got house arrest instead of actually being imprisoned was because he had told them that she was like this elderly... Um, near death kind of person that he needed to go home and take care of um, that that wasn't going to sit well with Grace at all. Yeah. Um, well, especially not because like a large part of their relationship in one of the previous seasons was her dealing with the fact that she is so much older and like not understanding why or how he could be actually be attracted to someone who's so much older than him. Right. So to bring that kind of full circle and be like you need to pretend to be an invalid <laughs> it's kind of bad although she went along with it i mean i i feel like their relationship was doomed from the very early on in the season when we learned that she likes the fact that nick is in prison and that she only has to see him like yeah. one hour a day and then they take him away and put him back in his cell and it's like maybe you don't really want to be in a relationship with this person if you only want to see them one hour a day in a prison cell yeah <laughs> But um, I don't understand how he ends up not in jail at the end, though. Because, like, he's yeah. out and he's, like, writing a tell-all book. And I thought, like, when they found out that Grace wasn't actually, you know, an invalid, that he was going to be put back in prison. But that doesn't seem to be what happened. <laughs> so I'm not really sure how he's a free man now. But... Yeah, I don't know about that either. I don't know if I can't Nothing. remember. Yeah, I can't remember if they dropped, like, a one-liner explaining it or not, but... Maybe. If they did, it was subtle, and I didn't catch it. Because I actually wrote in my notes, how is Nick not in jail? <laughs> <laughs> like, how yeah. is he out just writing a book? But yeah. I like... Maybe his sentence yeah. was only like three weeks long or something. Yeah. It was, um... Well, it could be, considering it was, like, white-collar and, you know... That's true. He probably yeah. still has money stashed somewhere that he could use to... Right. You know, help himself. But um 
yeah, the whole like bio- um, tell all biography or whatever is kind of funny just because, you know, it, it, it in a way it does help them wrap up their relationship and, you get know, closure. yeah, get closure. And, and I like how, you know, in the end he changes it because at one point, the thing that offends Grace the most is that, you know, he's done all of this terrible stuff, but the only like decision he regrets is marrying her or whatever. Right. Um, and, you know, she feels very slighted and offended by that. And in the end, you know, saying, changing it just to say, like, it's a thing he'll, he would do, you know, all right. over again if he could, despite that is, is kind of a nice little sentiment. And it's true that, like, you may enjoy time with someone, but, you know, if something doesn't work out, then, you know, right. it just right. doesn't work out. And, like, when they're talking about it, like, she, he kind of eventually says, that, like, the reason that he regrets meeting her or marrying her or however you put it more than any other decision was because this was the one decision that hurt, you know, yeah. like everything else was just mostly financial crimes. So he doesn't regret them because they just made him money. But like this marrying her and you know, falling in love with her and then losing her was like the one decision that caused him heartache. And I think that when she understood that, like his reasoning for it, you know, it helped her to, to get some closure on the situation and have really good, sex with him one last time yeah (laughs) where she doesn't injure herself right or the ankle monitor doesn't knock against her the entire time (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah then that that's kind of the end of nick then he just kind of leaves the scene then and presumably goes off to one of his mansions right (laughs) for the rest of his life (laughs) yeah and it's he you know brought up another point too where like grace despite marrying him and despite trying to be with him for all this time like they both knew and she readily admits that like she just wanted to be with frankie like she knew she wanted to be with frankie the whole time so like you know not with her romantically but no but like that her friendship with frankie was the most important relationship in life basically and she was willing to leave her marriage to live with Frankie basically and to spend her last years with Frankie. Yeah. Which is oh so cute. It is very cute. <laughs> but um before we get to the four main characters, let's talk about the other two kids. Okay. So we so have which one Brianna. are we <laughs> tackling Brianna? Brianna and Mallory well, their storylines kind of overlap because Mallory now is like Brianna's boss and that goes over about as well as any of us expected it to. Right. <laughs> But I do kind of feel bad that Mallory ultimately ends up losing that job because I thought they'd take her character in the other direction where she eventually gets enough confidence to like do well in the position. But basically she's ultimately fired because she doesn't have the leadership that or leadership mentality that I um, can't remember who Mallory's boss's name is. But like that, that woman was Tamara. Tanith. Tanith. Anna. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, it is a kind of an odd decision because, like, part of her struggle in just getting that position and working with her sister and stuff is that she never felt like she was up. She was made to believe that she wasn't up to par to run to do it. And right. then ultimately proving that her right is kind of like a little bit of a slap in the face for Mallory. Uh, but I think yeah. the main reason they wanted to probably is so that the sisters get to like work together at the end. You know, because they're going to, like, develop a new brand or whatever. 
I mean, maybe. I don't know that I can see them working together <laughs> and working out because Brianna's yeah. going to always want to be the boss, not a co-boss. Right. And Mallory losing the job also means that Say Grace no yeah. longer is in the family at all. It's just being turned over to Tamith or whatever her name is. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's kind of sad for Grace because she built this company from the ground up and then gave it to Brianna. And then Brianna kind of loses the job and it goes to Mallory. And then Mallory loses the job and, like, basically the whole business is out of the family at that point. So that's kind of sad. <laughs> it is. It is. End, but, of a, end of an empire. But. Yeah. But, you know, maybe that's for the best. Maybe Brianna and Mallory will be able to make things work better than Brianna and Barry were. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, one last thought about Mallory and Brie leaving the company is maybe it, it was also meant to be indicative, like, not necessarily like a loss of what Grace had built, but the two of them finally being able to, like, get out from underneath her shadow, you know? Maybe. So that yeah. they can develop something whether together build or individually, something. that is like their own. Yeah. Right. Build something that is for them and not something that was their mother's. Yeah. Maybe if they end up doing that. <laughs> yeah. In terms of Brianna and Barry, I think that that was the best possible decision, honestly. Well, definitely for Barry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's nice to see Brianna coming around and realizing that like she does love Barry because she's very broken after they break up because Barry is very much happy right because he was he's just been trying to make something work that like clearly was never gonna work especially after the baby right and and the baby is like this whole weird situation because he knows Brianna does not want children so he essentially donates sperm to like a couple friend of his and they have a baby together and he wants to play like the uncle role in this child's life which brianna is super uncomfortable with and doesn't want him to do and yeah like i mean for barry it's certainly a better situation for him to to be gone you know to leave brianna and try to like maybe find somebody who wants to have a baby with him but yeah brianna brianna's sad for like 30 seconds at the end of one episode (laughs) (laughs) she is i i also like i struggle to really see obviously i've never been in this position but i struggle a little bit to see how staunchly opposed brianna is to the thing because it's not like barry is like having the baby over all the time and like all this stuff. And I understand like maybe, maybe he talked about the baby too much for like Brianna's. Well, you know, like how she wanted for more than it's certainly more than she wanted him to. Right. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's like the worst thing to be. I, I can't imagine disliking children to such an extent that like having them over in the house once is going to, completely break things you know and i don't i don't know that it's that having the kid there once would you know would have been the problem by itself i think that barry wanted the kid there a lot more and he was you know hiding any kind of interaction that he had with the kid because he knew that it would upset brianna but at the same time before barry even donated his sperm whenever it was like last season brianna kind of said that she was on board with the idea and with, like, the understanding that he's obviously going to have a relationship with this child because he's donating his sperm to friends of theirs that they know and, you know, the child is going to be in their life. So I think that maybe Brianna 
her expectations that they would have no interaction with the kid are very unrealistic. Right. Yeah. But um, they were they were never good for each other in reality. <laughs> they tried to like bring you know Barry back, and you know Brianna goes out of town and like finds him and brings him back and all that. But it like they were never it was never a good dynamic (laughs) never a good relationship there no i agree so now barry can be free to you know find someone who actually does want children and he can have more children (laughs) he can just you know donate sperm to every couple that you know can't have kids on their own and and be uncles to all of them there you go (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah there was no there was no um Brianna's dog spit in this one for some reason. I don't know what happened to the dog, but yeah, I don't know. The dogs seem to be a better, you know, partnership for Brianna. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much Mallory and Brianna, honestly. It really is, because most in reality, most of the show is revolves around Grace and Frankie and Saul and Robert. Yeah. Four main characters <laughs> let's let's talk about Saul and robert so that we can leave the titular characters for last okay Saul and robert opens with you know, this season opens with Saul and robert living with grace and frankie because they had had a prototype of grace and frankie's toilet in their house which exploded <laughs> and somehow flooded the entire house from one toilet exploding it must hold a shit ton of water right uh, they're like staying with Grace and Frankie while their house is being remodeled, um, which is a hilarious dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when Grace walks in on Robert and Saul having sex, it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they do eventually move out, and and uh, thus begins essentially the downward slope of of Robert's memory. Yes, and you see, we see that like little, you know, things early on where they're showing that like Robert is forgetting little things and you know, laughing it off is kind of like a senior moment because you know even as young people you occasionally forget something and you, know, you put your hat in the refrigerator or whatever you know little things he was doing but it kind of gets worse and worse as the season progresses and. Saul is trying to kind of protect him and help him so that people don't realize that this is happening. But, you know, eventually, like, his kids kind of, you know, Mallory and Brianna realize that this is happening as well. And it's such a sad kind of story. (laughs) It is. It is. I mean, I think they, they wrap it up in the best possible way, which is Robert finally, after he forgets the story of how he and Saul actually first kissed and got together. Um, He realizes like just how bad it is um, and makes all of those arrangements to make sure that Saul isn't going to be burdened by him, which I think is, is really good because knowing Saul, he probably wouldn't reach out too much to try to get help like that. He would probably try to take it on himself, you know? Well, um, and I imagine that he will still yeah. do, like, he's not going to just, like, leave in a home even after, you know, if his memory completely goes, he's still going to be there, you know, retelling him the story of when they kiss for the first time every day for the rest of his life if he has to because he loves him, you know? Yeah. But it's good that they have a plan and... Yeah. It is sad, but, I mean, that's one of the things, as you said, they wanted to portray a realistic sort of life for 
people who are above a certain age and the right. fact of the matter is is that memory loss is fairly common at that age and deterioration so and uh, it's one of those things that like as a child with you know parents who i love very much you know the idea that this could happen to one of them someday my mom has alzheimer's that runs in her family her yeah. one aunt had it really bad so it's one of those things that I always, in the back of my mind, have to think about and worry about happening someday to my own parents, and yeah. it's hard. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. But um, I did like the way they kind of ended their storyline with um, Saul taking Robert back to the hotel where yeah. they had their first kiss so they could kind of redo it in the elevator if the hopes that maybe you know that would help that memory to not get lost again. That's very cute. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It just shows how much they love each other. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like, aside from like a few small storylines with like the Rolex and all this stuff, there's not really like all that much else that goes on in their story. He gets no. his he gets his last hurrah on stage, but it's kind of a flop. Right. right yeah. And like that was that was such a sad moment too. Like after Robert has gets the, this big role in this play that he's wanted to play his entire life, but his memory is so bad by that point he can't remember the lines to the show. So like Saul is kind of feeding him the lines through an earpiece, and he gets like a really bad review. And Saul has to tell the guy like like Robert's losing his memory. This is going to be his last show. He just doesn't realize it yet, kind of thing. And oh. I was like sobbing at that point. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Yeah. I cried a lot during like the last five episodes of this season. <laughs> like, I just had like a box of tissues next to me the entire time blowing my nose because I was just like, oh, this is so sad, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've been warned if you decide to watch it. <laughs> Definitely. Especially if you've, you know, been watching all since the beginning. It will be less sad if you just watch season seven yeah you, you don't <laughs> really don't, know what's going on <laughs> it's not a form emotional attachments to the characters first the way that i did right <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah Saul. you know overall he seems pretty healthy it seems like his kind of old person burden is going to be having to take care of robert as his memory continues to decline yeah um which, you know, is also, I guess, a realistic kind of thing that a lot of old couples end up where one of them is losing their memory and the other one has to kind of take care of that. So that's yeah. kind of Saul's role in the whole situation. Yeah. There was a funny point, um, which is tied into Grace and Frankie's story, which we'll get into where... <laughs> um, just reminds me of Saul just because it was a funny scene is when um, Frankie is like eating something with chopsticks and it's not working out and so she's like says something about how like only the old and feeble or something eat eat uh, Chinese food or whatever it was with um, with a fork and you just see Saul kind of chuck his fork over the back right. of, his, <laughs> of his shoulder right. that's like for me it was the most memorable moment of Saul really at this season yeah it was a funny, yeah, that was a funny thing, which, I mean, I'm not sure that I'd ever seen anybody on this show eat anything with chopsticks before this season, no. but then, like, as they, the, multiple times before we find out, like, about great or about um frankie's arthritis getting really bad like we see her trying to eat with chopsticks and i'm like when has she ever attempted I know. to eat with chopsticks 
before. I just assume that's not a skill that Frankie would have had. Well, but. I'm just wondering, like, when have we ever watched or heard of Frankie eating anything except Del Taco is my question. Right? <laughs> you don't need to know how to use chopsticks to eat tacos. Right. But, uh, um, but yeah, I guess that brings us to Grace and Frankie, our titular Grace. characters. Yes. Uh yeah, so like like I just said, great or Frankie's one of her big, you know, issues ends up being that her arthritis in her hands is getting worse and worse and worse. Um, which we see early on with her not being able to use chopsticks, but we don't realize how bad it is until the end and oh Yeah. It's just so bad when we yeah. find out that Frankie can't paint anymore because, you know, she her hands just can't hold the paintbrush. It's just so sad. <laughs> it is very sad. And I, I'm sure that they make some sort of, like, kind of as they did with the vibrator, um, you know, make it a, a thicker handle and, like, very right. comfortable for, like, arthritic hands. I'm sure they have some sort of, like, thing that you can slide the um, brush into to sort of kind of do it but I'm sure that it's true that you'll never have that sort of minute precision again right Um, which yeah I was like I love like the the image of Grace at the end kind of being Frankie's hand you know Grace the brush and Frankie guides Grace's hand on the canvas it's such like a beautiful idea but at the same time I'm like why can't Frankie just learn how to finger paint. That seems like yeah. something that would be messy and right up her alley. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, that was one of the scenes, though, that did make me tear up, is just, like, how she was essentially like, yeah, you can't do this anymore, but it's not the end. I'll be your hands. And I was like, oh, God. Tear They've come up. such a oh long way. <laughs> tear up? That's all it made you do? It made me <laughs> I yeah. had to, like, pause it and just like blow my nose repeatedly and then go back and rewatch the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh and then like beyond um like Frankie having arthritis, we have the whole other like Frankie storyline of her being told by a psychic early on that she is going to die in three months. Yeah. So a psychic kind of like a psychic who is, like, very, very accurate. Right. Not just a normal <laughs> Frankie psychic, but, like, somebody who can, has, like, even proven to Grace that, like, she knows what she's talking about and is able to, like, make predictions, which I yeah. think is why Grace kind of gets so freaked out about Frankie talking about her death, because, like, Grace isn't somebody who would normally believe in a psychic, but yet at the same time, the psychic was able to, like, call Grace up and tell her where she was and what yeah. she was doing. So, like, Grace knows that this woman has some credibility. So, like, her telling Frankie that she's going to die in three months really freaks Grace out. Um, yeah. Which, you know, we can talk about that, too, in a little bit. But I, I, the fact that Frankie, like, just kind of embraces the idea <laughs> that she's going to die in three months it initially seems like... We, I didn't really understand why she was, like, so okay with it. You know, like, she's planning her own funeral, but then, like, you find out at the end that she was kind of almost relieved to know that she wouldn't have to be alive to have her body continue to deteriorate to the point where yeah. she couldn't, you know, use anything, you know, do anything with her hands at all, or maybe not even be able to walk or do other things. You know, that she was going to kind of die old, but yet still functional. Right. <laughs> um, that was kind of sad. Which is, you know, that's a legitimate 
concern. I think that's one of the biggest fears of aging. That and Robert's, you know, memory loss. Those are kind right. of like the big, the big things, like losing self, uh, you know, like losing autonomy, and then also becoming a burden. I think are are huge things at the forefront of of older people's minds. You know. But um, going back to like um, Grace's, uh, she gets starts getting like panic attacks then yeah. over the idea that Grace or that um, Frankie is going to die, which is, I mean, obviously like she knows Frankie's going to die someday, but like the idea that she's going to die so soon in three yeah. months sends Grace kind of down the spiral of panic attacks and realizing that it kind of is sort of connected to losing her father at a young age and ultimately reconnecting a little bit with a little, very little bit with her brother. (laughs) And uh, that was kind of, that was one of the things that I thought was a little bit more rushed than it needed to be. Like they could have at least kept her brother in the episode until the very end. And they could have had that chicken dish together instead of Grace eating it on her own. Yeah. (laughs) But um, that's okay. Yeah. I guess I just, we're meant to assume that maybe she'll reach out more regularly, but. But probably not. But probably not. (laughs) But, um, yeah, like, and that kind of ties in with, like, Grace not wanting, or kind of wanting to not be in a relationship with Nick anymore because she wants to sort of be in a relationship with Frankie, but not, like, not, like, a sexual relationship, but just, like, a friendship and and ending your your life together with somebody kind of relationship. Yeah. Um. and then, like, the idea that Frankie is going to die before her really just freaks her out. Yeah. But um, ultimately, the show manages to both have the psychic's prediction be true and have Frankie not die. Yeah. <laughs> By having some sort of, I guess, uh, we could call it a near-death experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not really sure what, what happened. It seems like they got an electric shock. And then they both share the same sort of, like, hallucination. And then they're totally fine and don't need to go to the hospital. Right. Their heart, <laughs> their hearts just stop briefly. Yeah, just for one beat. <laughs> Enough for the, um, you know, the secretary of God who is Dolly Parton to, you <laughs> yes. know, try to tell them. I thought that was kind of cute, though, that, like... You know, they choose to, she chooses, ultimately, Frankie chooses to keep on living so that she right. can, you know, be with Grace more and they can go together later. Right. right. And like, kind of at this point, we know that Frankie was not real, not looking forward to dying, but was like accepting of the idea of dying because she didn't want to be alive for her body to break down. So her choosing to kind of go back with Grace, you know, shows that Frankie cares just the most as much about their relationship as Grace does. Yeah. Which, oh, I <laughs> love them. <laughs> yeah, same. But yeah, so they, they kind of, their storyline ultimately wraps up with them like walking together on the beach, implying, you know, that they'll be together for a while. Yeah, at least for, at least for another day. Yeah, true. And, and Grace is going to help Frankie paint because... Apparently, Frankie's not going to get into finger painting. Yeah, maybe she will later. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> she should. But I feel like uh, eventually her and Grace will, you know, have a fight or something, and she'll have to paint on her own. Yeah, <laughs> true. But um, yeah, I mean, they never managed to sell their toilet. Oh, but 
<laughs> they don't. Like, of course, in a big display of showing that, like, they're meant to be doing all of this together. You know, I just, that is frustrating because it's like everything was perfect, but honestly, I'm just kind of annoyed at Grace. Like, yes, she's nervous to like sing in front of e- of people or whatever, but like, suck it up, my friend. Right. All you don't like, even. All you have to do is like go. Uh, 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 you just like mouth some of the words as it's going on. Turn your back to the audience. You know, like it's. Seriously. Oh my god! To turn around, turn down what probably was like a multi-million-dollar deal just because you don't want to sing in front of a group of people is absurd, exactly. in my opinion. I mean, I mean, it's kind of an absurd, at, like, ask of the the toilet man to be like, "We're not going to give you our business unless you do karaoke yeah. with us." But at the same time, if that's all he's asking you to do is get up and sing one song at karaoke and he's going to give you multi-millions of dollars to build this toilet that, you know, you and Grace or you and Frankie have been designing for so long just because, you know, Frankie can't be there because she's hosting her own funeral at that time. (laughs) (laughs) You should just get up and sing the damn song so that you can get the, you know, the business deal. (laughs) Yeah, you should. But, I mean, I guess we all assume now that they're, like, back on good terms with each other and realize that, like, they work best together, they might end up finding another route to get the toilet off the ground. Who knows? Like, they will, you know, because it is a good idea, you know, the Rise Up kind of being, like, a an old person toilet that's kind of built, modeled after, like, the Rise Up rocking chair that lifts you up so that you don't have to, to stand up quite as from from quite a sitting position, it pushes you up. I feel like that's a pretty good uh, business idea, you know, yeah. product idea. So they'll probably find another investor. And, you know, if nothing else, I'm sure they could go to Nick and ask him to, you know, find somebody to invest in their product for them. <laughs> but, sure. but yeah, I thought that that whole, that whole situation was just so ridiculous that like that was the expectation that this business partner had was that you would sing karaoke with the company. Yeah. <laughs> first and then we'll give you millions of dollars for a toilet right (laughs) and on the one day that frankie can't be there of course right it's ridiculous (laughs) but 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 yeah that's pretty much the end of our our characters it pretty much is yeah the end of the end of grace and frankie the end of a seven season show that was one of the best netflix originals in my opinion yeah and I'm really, exactly. I'm really glad that, um, and I, I think they made the right decision because you know all of them are getting older. They're already they started out this stuff fairly old to begin with, right. <laughs> so I think they made the best decision to to end here before you know one of them actually dies. Exactly, because that would be yeah. hard to come back from. Yeah, that would be. Because I mean, they probably would have basically just had to write the character off the show, you know, as like they died kind of thing, which would right. have been really for it to end that way so this way all the characters are still alive and you know continuing forward yeah. when the when the season ends <clears throat> or series ends really yeah that's true so end of our gracie gracie <laughs> end gracie. of our grace and frankie era yes um we have final quotes for it oh i'm sure we have many quotes for it <laughs> i do have quite a few written down. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we'll start. Um, I, I won't read any from the first four. So if you have any from the first or four episodes, you can feel free to reshare those. Okay, I, I have two. Um, one from the third episode where I don't I don't even know who it was. I just wrote down Theater Man. 
He says, I drank all of my scotch and I need someone to drive me to Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Peter. And then, and then when Grace says in episode four, she's re- like commenting on Frankie's outfit. She mm. says, is that a costume or are you headed to a mushroom hunt? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, do you have any from the raccoon episode five? Um... I will read one while you search. Oh, crap. Neither one of those were from... <laughs> Sorry. I have my notes scrolled down, and both uh, of them were later episodes. Oh, that's okay. Oh, geez. That's so dumb. I don't. I didn't <laughs> have either of those. The, the notes were lined up. It just looked like the top four, and I was like, oh, look, I do have some. But, um... <laughs> that's okay. If you want to read your top ones, that's fine. Uh, okay. Well, actually, I only have one from the first actual three episodes okay. and it's Grace and Frankie talking and Frankie says, here a squirt, there a squirt, everywhere a squirt, squirt. And Grace <laughs> responds, you sound like a dirty nursery rhyme. <laughs> um, no, I do not have any from the raccoon. Okay. Um, so I have a couple here. Um, Grace at one point says, oh, well, I'll call the imperceptible slights police. When, so I forget the context exactly, but um <laughs> But is uh, Brianna at one point, someone says, excuse? Uh, and she says, maybe we should just fucking cancel this motherfucker, Barry. Gosh darn it. <laughs> um, what does this say? Oh, Nick, when um, he tells <laughs> uh, Grace that she has to pretend to be an invalid, he's like, all I need you to do is act a smidge decrepit and Patty will be on her way. <laughs> <laughs> smidge decrepit. <laughs> and then the... Yeah, that's how I feel every day. I know, smidge (laughs) decrepit. Seriously, just a smidge. Uh, Although Grace acts fully decrepit, so she really does. (laughs) Um, The last one from that episode that I have is uh, (laughs) this is the episode when Brianna meets Barry's parents, and it goes the worst it could possibly go. Um, And she says, "My legs were akimbo, Mallory." And Mallory says, "Everything was akimbo." This is when she shows her <laughs> vagina to everyone, essentially. I don't understand what happened on that computer <laughs> that made Brianna's, you know, naked pictures visible <laughs> to everyone in the room. Like, it's bad enough that she just started printing them all off one after another <laughs> somehow. Like, like, like she's never been on a computer before and could make these kind of dumb mistakes. <laughs> I know. It's very unrealistic, but also just so hilarious. Also, she could have just deleted them from her phone. Why did she need to back up her nudes to her computer? <laughs> I don't know. Surely it's, right. Surely it's not like her body is changing that dramatically from one nude to the next. Oh, and also, they'll just be in your trash folder. If you want them back after his parents leave, just undelete them. <laughs> right. True. Don't you know how a phone works? So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, going forward, do you have any... Going- any quotes from the wire i have two um i have when erica says we've recently discovered that you can't stand next to a microwave while wearing our eye butter we're working (laughs) on (laughs) which makes me really want to know what happens if you stand next to a microwave while wearing their eye butter do your eyes just start to fry also what (laughs) yeah i don't know what eye butter is exactly almost canceled is what it was but yeah it was canceled and i have when brianna says 
Are you trying to embarrass me in front of everyone? Because my in-laws saw my taint on first meeting. Can't be embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like that. I think Mallory maybe was asking Barry about something or someone was asking Barry about Brianna and he was like, are you sure I'm the right person? I don't even know her that well, Uh, which is just meant to be funny. But at the same point, is probably true to an extent. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I also like this point when, I forget the context, but Peter, um, the theater dude of Saul and Robert's relationship, says at one point, impossible. I am not good-natured. Everybody knows that. (laughs) Yeah. Which is true. Um, Then we have the psychic. The psychic. I have a couple quotes from that as well. Okay. Um, I have, and Frankie says, here, you're in charge of the car pickles. The car pickles. <laughs> the car pickles. Um, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, at one point um, when we learn that Arlene is missing, I think it's it must be Gracie. Grace. Why do I keep calling her Gracie? It must be a Grace that speaks up and says something loudly about her missing. And Joan Margaret loudly says, oh, Grace, you body slut. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Margaret is hilarious. She I is. Her. I love her too. Um, and then the other quote I have from that is when Nick says um, to Coyote and Jessica, love is a mix of magic and daily commitment. And I think that just about sums up marriage. <laughs> yeah. Saul also, to go a serious route, Saul says to Bud at one point, it's every father's dream that his son feels freer than he did. Oh, yeah. Oh. <clears throat> And we have the Bonita Benditas. <laughs> I actually don't have any quotes for the next two episodes. Okay, so for this one, I, I don't have one for nine either, but for episode eight, um, there's at one point when Frankie suggests that they have to hide all of the Bonita in their orifices. And Fra- Grace says, Frankie, not all of us are blessed with cavernous orifices. And Frankie <laughs> just says, you'll get there. <laughs> Um, yeah, I have nothing for prediction. Yeah, prediction or for the panic attacks. The the only one I had for panic attacks was one of the ones I accidentally said at the beginning about uh, I drank all my scotch and I need someone to drive me to Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Then we have the horrible family. Yeah, and that was my my other accidentally quoted one earlier on. <laughs> Is that a costume or are you headed to a mushroom hunt? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how somebody hunts mushrooms. Yeah, I don't think they're kind of like hiding from you terribly. Well, well. Like you forage for them. Yeah, much more hunting for them. Um, the only quote I have from episode eleven is when Brianna realizes that uh, <laughs> it's funny that each of them realize that they've contributed, except for Grace. Really contributed to like the firing of. Um, whatever that woman's name was, who's now running for whatever. Um, Brianna has this moment where John's on her. She's like, oh my God, I'm part of the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I did like that they end up not being like the worst family at the end. Like that the whole thing was actually about a different family who was worse than they were. And they're like, we're not the worst. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. And then I don't have anything for 12 or 13. Me neither. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's see if you want multiple episodes. <laughs> yeah. What about the paprikash? I have a few for that one. Okay. Um, I like when Grace said, how many poppy seed bagels equal one heroin? <laughs> <laughs> 
I like um, when she's trying to recreate the paprikash, she asks Frankie if it tastes like her mother's. And Frankie is like, I don't have any idea what your mother's tasted like. And she tastes it. She's like, and definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have two more quotes. And both of them are a little more serious than the tone. Um, One's by, the first one's by Joan Margaret. And she says, you're always going to be disappointed if all you remember is your failures. Aww. Um, I'll read mine. It may be the last same quote we have. It's from Grace who says, the people who love you will never remember you as ordinary. It's actually not the one that I had. I had one by Saul and he says, I guess you can't really protect someone from facing what they have to face. Uh, That's a good one. Good. And then I actually don't have any that I wrote down for the last two episodes. Um, I have one more and it's by Frankie. And it's a funny one. And she says, I've lived a small, insignificant life in the giant shadow of a skinny alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who she loves, so it's fine. <laughs> yes. Yes, you know, her best friend. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's that's the end of Grace and Frankie season seven. Yes, the end of Grace and Frankie, period. True. There shall be no more unless you rewatch it. But yeah, so um, if you've stuck around since the beginning of Navigate Netflix Originals, uh, maybe you'll feel this pulling at your heartstrings like the rest of us, but <laughs> we go on to brighter pastures or whatever they say. <laughs> and if, you, if you're if you just hearing about Grace and Frankie for the first time because you haven't listened to any of our previous episodes talking about the different seasons, go and check it out because it's a really great show. It is. And uh, all the episodes for for every season are very short, so it goes by very quickly, actually. Does, yeah. Um, but yeah, so... You know, if you want to let us know what you thought about Grace and Frankie, you can always hit us up on Twitter at NNO Podcast. Or you can send us an email to navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. And as always, feel free to send us any suggestions that you have on other Netflix originals, shows, or movies that you'd like us to talk about in the future. There you go. So thanks again, everyone. And until next time. Bye. Bye.